Blog Talk Radio. I've got a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love inside, and I call it pride, a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love.
Good evening, everyone, and welcome to The Recovery Corner. I am your host, Tanya Wilson, also known as Authoress Tanya Wilson, author of the book, The Time is Now. The Recovery Corner is proudly brought to you by The Literary Corner. We also provide a diverse platform to bring awareness to socioeconomic issues within our community, Christian values, promotion of small businesses, and support of nonprofit organizations. Our partnering NOP, the Theodore House, provides invaluable services for people who suffer with addictions, mental health, homelessness, and HIV. For more information, please contact Ms. Tamika Randall at www.theodorehouse.org. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. So right in the building, House of Stone by Coco. I'm going to show you. She's going to show you. We're going to show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Let's pop the jewels. Finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you've seen the rosary designer for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories. Always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick. The ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she kicking down doors in magazines. On the runway, celebrity jewelry designer, and I'm trying to put you down with games. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy. And if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer, and I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now, when you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'm going to show you, huh? She's going to show you what? We're going to show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the bed. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I am your host, authorist. Tanya Wilson. My guest for this evening is Kathleen Holton. Kathleen Holton was born in Holyoke, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, but currently resides in Springfield, Vermont. She is a happily married housewife who is pursuing a degree in drug counseling and ministry. Kathleen was a physically sexually, emotionally, and worst of all, spiritually abused child. She came from a large family of alcoholics and addicts. 
there was no place, peace, or structure, structure in her household when she was growing up. The only refuge was her grandmother. Her grandmother loved the Lord and often taught her prayers and instilled his example of love in her. Her grandmother passed at the age of 82, 84. Kathleen was 12 years old at the time. Kathleen and her grandmother shared the same birthday, 8-15-1900 and 8-15-1972. Her grandmother took all sense of refuge, at least she thought. She was left alone with the wolves. She ran away from home at the age of 14. She was homeless and in the streets, addicted to to crack cocaine and IV heroin. She was alone and afraid. She prostituted herself for survival for 17 years of her life. She has served time in prisons, institutions, and rehabilitation centers, lots of them, in fact. During the course of this nightmare, she maintained constant communication with her grandmother's God. She felt as if he wasn't hers. She was so ashamed of what she was and felt God couldn't possibly love her. But she still prayed daily for his forgiveness and protection constantly. She felt as if her only escape was death and prayed for his mercy, just not to let it hurt. She lived every moment out there believing the next would be her last. She was so broken, she actually wished it was. She hated herself, her life, and others. She could not bear another minute of that homeless hell. She believed then then no one loved her, especially God. Seeing year after year roll by with no response to her prayers, she was lost in the wilderness, a lamb amongst the wolves. She found her worth when her prayer for death was answered from an IV heroin injection gone very bad. She awoke in undescribable darkness. She thought she had gone blind until she looked down to find herself at her feet. The only image she could see was her body. She then realized that she was dead. But she was still her, now dead, cold, and sober. Her soul began to get pulled back down into her body again, and she remembers sticking her arms out, trying to stop her soul from being put back in that abomination to God. That worthless, unloved junkie on the floor disgusted her soul so much that she would have rather stood alone in darkness. However, 
that was not the plan the father had. The father had plans to heal her and prosper her. She did not understand his plan at that moment. She became conscious again to find her older brother, who was a firefighter, by her hospital bed crying hysterically because he was the one God sent to the scene of her overdosed body to revive her. He would not allow the other paramedics on the scene to stop administering life. If he had not been there, she would not be here. God is awesome. You see, her brother wasn't scheduled to work that day. He was called in. It took four bottles of Narcon to revive her. Normally, they would only administer two, but her brother, Timmy, was there. He has since retired and pursued a career in nursing. Her brother gave her away at her wedding. He fought for her life, for the life she in no way, shape, or form wanted. Kathleen has no shame of who she was because Isaiah 61, chapter 61 and 62, God made a promise, and she has a new name today because he also kept his promise. She knows her worth today and gives God, his Son, and the Holy Spirit the glory. Amen. Amen. Kathleen knows that her calling is to minister hope and love into the hearts of the most broken and lost children of God. And ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Kathleen Holton. Hello, and thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this show. And thank you for joining us this evening, Kathleen. How are you doing? You're welcome. I'm doing beautifully. Thank you for asking. Great, and I just great. wanted to, to thank you for giving me this platform to share my story. Um, my intent tonight is to exalt the throne of God. Um, the story that you shared is indeed a very real story. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I, I never felt loved as a child. I felt always out of place. You have to understand I come from a large family where my mother had six children, um, and there's a five-year difference. I'm the youngest of six, and there's a five-year age difference between me and my brother, Timmy. And okay. so, you know, it, it was overwhelming for my parents, and I, and I will say that I, I love my – I honor my mother and I honor my father that they did the best with the tools that they were given. Mm-hmm. However, um, I always felt very alone and as if I didn't fit in. And um, from a very young age, I I had experiences, spiritual experiences, where I would have premonitory dreams, um, Mm -hmm. things that, you know, I would dream something one day and it would happen the next. And I never could really Mm -hmm. put my finger on it. I always felt that I was different. I just, Mm -hmm. I was like a a circular peg in a square world. I didn't fit in. I I excelled in school as as a young child, and I always pushed to be the best. Um, 
and 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 I did have my mommy Joe as an anchor to mm-hmm. really give me that loving attention that I needed. And we were born on the fifth, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, okay. I had the fifteenth. <laughs> Um, that's, that was probably my mess up, but we were, I, I said, oh, wait a minute, I'm born on the 5th. Uh, we were born <laughs> August 5th, and okay. she was, she was the best gift that God ever introduced to my life. Um, in fact, mm. I'm wearing her engagement ring on my pinky finger. Wow. And, uh, and it's a diamond that is very, very old, um, uh, but it still shines like it was made yesterday. And mm. I believe that that is kind of symbolic of what our souls are. We are diamonds, and diamonds cannot be broken. Uh, when I was a child, I, I never again felt like I could fit in, or I, I always felt lost. Like right. uh, I didn't I didn't really belong here. Right. And I went on, and again, you you know, I will I will elaborate a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I had been sexually molested as a child uh, by several different people before the age of ten, and wow. I was I was scared to say anything mm-hmm. about it because I thought in some way in my child's mind that this was my fault. Mm-hmm. I must be attracting this. And and it really gave me a sense of um, the only thing, the only worth that I really placed on myself was sexual worth. Mm-hmm. And um, when my grandmother died, I lost that, that uh, refuge, mm-hmm. you know, where I could go and just relax and quietness and peace and again there was a it was a big family there was always commotion and and my brain gets overstimulated when there's too much noise too much commotion and um just very didn't feel comfortable growing up in my home i never really felt at home there i felt more at home with my grandmother in my grandmother's house and um it offered me a level of peace and sanctuary that i really you know cherish in my memory uh forever Mm-hmm. So when she passed on, I kind of lost hope, Tanya, and um, mm-hmm. I went forth, and, and I felt like no one really cared uh, whether I was home or not, so I started hanging out with the wrong crowds. Um, I was mm-hmm. an overweight kid. I, I used to eat the pain of being a sexually molested child and, and living in constant fear of somebody's going to find out, and, and I'm going to get mm-hmm. beaten to death over this, and, and I was just mm-hmm. a mess of a kid. So uh, when I discovered that there was a way to numb that at a very young age. Um, mm-hmm. I remember smoking my first joint. Uh, I was probably maybe 13 years old and just mm-hmm. feeling, wow, you know, this numbs it. It, it takes it away. It mm-hmm. takes the pain away temporarily, but it worked for me. Yeah. And, um, and again, I'll say that it is a, definitely a gateway drug. Um, mm-hmm. Let nobody be fooled. Anything that you weren't born doing is something that your body does not, it doesn't require. Um, But uh, that stopped working after a while. And so, um, again, I, you know, I got, I got just sick of feeling the way I was feeling. And I I thought like I knew it all at that point. And Mm -hmm. um, I remember running down the street and saying to myself, I'm never coming back. And feeling so, so really solid in that decision and I and I was free and I was running down the banking behind my neighbor's house down down to downtown and I was going mm-hmm. to live with my friends and footloose and fancy free and party and um I really got caught up in that nightmare. 
And mm. as a kid, I had no idea of the magnitude of the beast I was letting off a leash. Uh, mm. Had I known then what I know today, there would have been very different decisions made. But I feel as if, if given a chance and God came back and offered me to do it all over again, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change a thing. I would not change a thing. I wouldn't change a thing because my story is such a beautiful story. It is so perfect to glorify Mm -hmm. the Lord because he is worthy. He is worthy. He alone is worthy. And I was lost in a wilderness. I got caught up in the streets and I started doing things like uh, robbing people at gunpoint. Mm. Um, and when that stopped working and I started, you know, people were telling me, you're going to get killed, you know, you keep that up, mm-hmm. you know, why don't you, why don't you do this, do, do, you know, prostitute yourself, that way, you know, at least you're earning your money and you're safe, and, and I remember as a, you know, as a kid getting in a car. Wow, uh, somebody actually told you it. that, that that would be safe? And the, it would be safer than, you know, robbing people at gunpoint yeah. and really angering people that I'm stealing their wallet. At least now I'm providing a service. Mm-hmm. And um, so I gave that some thought. And, and, and from fear, you know, I was full of fear. I was just a kid out there. Right, I, right. with, I had no nowhere to go, no other alternative. Um, and I just felt like, really, there was no attempt made, um, real serious. We're not taking mm-hmm. no for an answer. It was kind of like, Go ahead, you know, do what you're going to do. You're gonna, you made your bed, you're going to lay in it type deal. Mm-hmm. And that I did. And mm-hmm. absolutely that I did. And so, and I, and there is absolutely nobody to blame for that but self. Right. And, and again, I believe that, the, 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 I, believe, I believe my life was predestined mm-hmm. and that there's a reason why I went through everything I went through. Well, and again, I would stay out there for a thousand more years sick and suffering, homeless and prostituting myself and feeling unworthy and unloved to receive the gift that God has given me today. And I wouldn't change a thing to God goes the glory. So um, the first time that I ever got out of a car uh, after having done, you know, prostituted myself, Mm -hmm. I remember, I I don't ever in my life remember vomiting as hard as I did. Wow. I, I just stood on the side of the road and mm. heaved, and I was so disgusted and soul-sick and shame-filled and guilty and and broken and lost and unworthy. And and I remained out there doing that for well over a decade and a half. Mm. Um, but it, it became like second nature. I got very, mm. very well. I was a lost soul. Um, the pain really went away. I learned to numb it and push it down. Um, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, there was times out there in sub-degree temperatures, I would be freezing and, and, my, and my bones mm-hmm. would just, they'd feel like they were going to bust from muscles tightening up. And I've I've had hypothermia I don't know how many times. Mm-hmm. And, and I would sit there and I would I would begin to cry. And if I felt, if I dare felt a tear sting my eyeball, mm-hmm. I'd say, suck it up. I would talk wow. to myself. That's a sign of weakness. You're not allowed to cry. I didn't allow myself to cry out there. Um, I was a tough one. I was a tough mm. one. And, and, and again, I lived out there homeless. I slept under bridges. I slept in abandoned buildings. I slept in the likes of places that no wild animal should go. Um, mm. And in, in my time out there, 
I learned a lot of spiritual lessons. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that that would be that that was revealed to me as I was out there sick and suffering, and I want you to know that mm-hmm. um, for the most part, I was completely awake, aware of my surroundings, and that this was not drug-induced psychosis, that this was the real thing. There was mm-hmm. a lot of people where, you know, the crack houses that I would go, you know, right, doing my drugs. Right. Um, well, a lot of those places are demonically possessed. Mm-hmm. And that there is very dark energies in those places because, you know, demons love nothing more than a sick and of suffering course. addict. Yeah. They love mm-hmm. to attack God's children at their weakest point when they're feeling lost and alone like God doesn't love them like I did. And I've seen some things out there that that absolutely has confirmed in my soul that if you believe in God, you have to believe that there there is a thing out there, an ancient, horrible thing that hates us as his children, absolutely despises us and takes great, great joy in seeing us suffer. And so I'm not going to go too far into the elaborating of the things that I've seen. You'll have to just take my word for it and use your own wild oh, imagination. That there is there I don't is think forces you're out there. At all. Amen. <laughs> no, it's truth. It's truth, and, and I'm testifying. I'm testifying against him, and I plan on stomping on his head with my testimony. Mm-hmm. I've seen him take too many beautiful young ladies in those streets and turn them into a wild animal mess to make them not realize their worth, to blind them to the fact that they are daughters of the most high God and that they are worthy of love. They are worthy of respect. They are worthy of all of the blessings from heaven. And and the devil is a deceiver. He wants to, he wants to blind the children of God to that fact. He'll do anything. And he's got Mm -hmm. some tricks up his sleeve. Um, and, and, and he's a rascally little rabbit. (laughs) <laughs> but I will say this The darkness Cannot exist When the light Begins to shine Now I'm going to tell you a story And I hope that, that the audience Really pays close attention to this story Because mm-hmm. I have my hand on a Bible My Bible that I have from The streets with me right now What I'm about to tell you folks Is truth the whole truth And nothing but the truth so help me God. Amen. There was there there's two main incidents incidences that happened to me in the streets that I'd like to share with you tonight. Okay. Because the first one is a very real warning of of where your soul can potentially go forever, ever. And brothers and sisters I can assure you, you don't want to go there. You want to, you want to get it right. And, and, and I thank God. I'm going to take a moment to thank God again for pulling me out of this. Okay, so one morning I was in a crack house, and there was a, a man that was laying in the bed, and he was very, very dope sick, and I felt very bad for him. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, okay, well, I'm going to go out, and I'm going to see if I can't get us some drugs so that you can feel better and so mm-hmm. that I can feel better. And I All had right. been awake for days, um, hadn't really eaten or drank anything, and off I went. And I went down to my normal spot and waited. And I looked up the street, and a dark vehicle came down the street and pulled up alongside of me. 
And the man mm-hmm. rolled down the window and told me to get in, so I did. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was very, I was very happy, like relieved. I'm going to get some money out of this deal. Mm-hmm. And um, I pulled them down to across from the building where my friend was dope sick, laying in the bed waiting for me to come back. And so the, I pulled them into the adjacent alleyway across the way from where this kid was. And mm-hmm. uh, my plan was I was going to do what I was going to do, get him a bag and make him feel better, and we would you know, go on with our days. So uh, the man parked the car and asked me, um, you know, if I would do the sexual favor and offered me a $5 bill, which in, immediately mm-hmm. infuriated me. Um, wow. I felt as if, you know, I, how much degradation can I possibly take so is this what it has come to, that the worst, my worst, $5. is a lousy $5 bill? Back mm. in the day, you know, I was mm. filled with a lot, very, very angry person. I was angry for the road, the past, the whole, the whole thing. Every single millisecond that I spent in those streets was a torture to my soul. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt very lost and broken. And when he offered me a $5 bill and then pulled out a stack of hundreds with the $5 bill in the middle of them, uh, I kind of uh, lost uh. it. Ooh. And I had a box cutter in my uh, sock. Uh, uh. And I took the box cutter off out and I fully extended it and I kind of aimed it at his throat and I said, uh, desperate people do desperate things. Uh-huh. And in lieu of the fact you just offered me $5 and degraded me when you're sitting there with at least $1,000 in your hand, we're going to do it like this. Change your plan. You are going to put that money in my hand or I'm going to slice your throat and take it anyway. The choice is yours. And he smiled. He wasn't in the lead. It didn't ruffle his feathers whatsoever. And he placed that money in my hand, whereas I began to back out of the car. And I got out of the car and I shut the door and he said, hey, wait, let me say one thing to you. Mm-hmm. And and now I'm scared because I I expected that you know if you're going to get that it's going to rob somebody for that kind of money it's going to upset them so I was really weirded oh, yeah. out with that <laughs> um, because he wasn't in the least bit upset in fact it was almost as if he expected it to happen wow and so he said to me these words and I'll never forget them because it it sent a, an icy chill down my spine at that time I thought he must be mob and and I'm dead he said to me. I'm up here visiting from the deep south, and you're going to find out that you just got a lot of money. And I ask that you take one of those $100 bills and give it to me for gas money to get back to where I'm from. And I looked down at the money in my hand and decided, fair enough. And I I took one of the hundreds and I threw it at him. Mm -hmm. And then I started to quickly walk out of the alleyway for fear that he would run me over and wow. um, because there was, there was fences on either side. And mm-hmm. so if he really wanted to run me over, there was really nowhere I could have gone. Right, you could go, right. And so mm-hmm. I was trotting. I, I was, I had some pep in my step. I was getting out of there and uh, he pulled up alongside of me very slowly and he rolled the window down and he looked me dead in my eyes and he said, see you later and started laughing rolled the window up and drove off with a toot-toot and a wave. And I thought to myself, dear God, I just robbed the mob, and and I'm certain that I'm going to get, you know, a bullet. And please, God, you know, I'm okay with this. 
please just bring me home. If they're going to kill me, please, Father God, just bring me home and don't let it hurt. Um, I'm not afraid to die. In fact, I looked forward to death uh, because there was no life to look forward to. Um, I can't... Only people that, that live in the streets and understand and have that level of drug addiction and, and, and soul sickness, soul sickness mm-hmm. that you have when you're out there. And the, only the true lost souls, the ones that I'm reaching out to tonight and pleading with them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, come home into the fold, better open a Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. It really, truly is the living word of God. He does exist. You are worthy. You are precious. Your soul is priceless. Do not be deceived by the enemy. If you need help, go get help. Take this message serious because this message goes far beyond your physical being. This message is a message of agape love. There are four levels of love in the Bible. Agape love is the highest. It is the love that Jesus Christ displayed to us all all when he died for our sins and took upon the weight of the sins of the world. And this this is pertaining to our souls and where they will end up inevitably for eternity. Uh, God is timeless and infinite, and so are our souls. And Amen. and I and I'm really pleading with anybody who really needs to hear this tonight. God loves you, and, and God has the power to heal you, and, and bring you out of that darkness and into the light. And please, I'm going to testify to things that I'm not proud of, but I am not ashamed of either, because God replants ways fields. I don't mm-hmm. care how far down you have sunk. I spent. Many years of homelessness, of prostitution, of, of degradation, of soul sickness, of, of absolutely no self-worth, nothing to cling on to but this prayer. Lord, you are my protector and my stronghold. No weapons wielded against me shall prosper. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Lord, you are a mighty tower that I place my soul upon for protection. And those prayers have never let me down. And I have been through some stuff, folks. I have been kidnapped. I have been raped. I have been drugged. I have been thrown out of moving vehicles. I have been strangled. I have been beaten. I have been hit in the face with pipes. I have been raped. I have been lost. I have been broken. Our Father has the power to restore your souls. All you need to do is trust that the power is there. There is power in the name of Jesus. He is the power to break the chains that bind you. I am a living witness to this power. God is good, people. He loves us, and he wants our souls to come home. But let me be perfectly clear and this very, very seriously. The fact of the matter is I took that money that I robbed from that man and I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out why he was okay with it. And now right. hindsight is twenty twenty, and I realized that that was the devil in human form. There you go. And he was perfectly, he was perfectly aware that I was going to take that money and buy myself enough drugs to kill me, so that he might get custody of my soul because I would have died in my sin mm-hmm. without my mm-hmm. little light that the Lord has provided to me shining. My light was under the bed. It was not displayed on the tabletop. Mm -hmm. I did not serve the Lord. I served self. 
And your soul is a very real thing. Body, mind, and spirit. There is three parts to the human. I want you all to take a very serious, holistic approach to the throne of God. I'm not perfect, and I won't sit up here on a high horse. There are still many, many issues that I need to work out. I'm scarred, but the Lord is in the process of healing me. And there is only one perfect person that put his feet on this earth, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen. I did buy enough drugs, and I, and, 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 and I had every junkie in the street getting high off of this money. Mm-hmm. It seemed like mm-hmm. an endless supply. There were wow. no people working the streets that day. I had them all in this little crack house getting high until I began to feel as if they were conspiring against me to take the remainder of whatever the money was left for themselves. And so I dismissed myself. And I was walking down the street, and there was a young woman that was referred to out there as Mama, who I dearly loved, absolutely precious person to me. And she had just had a baby. And she was a poor person. That area was predominantly poverty-stricken. And I said to God, God, I know I'm going to die from robbing this man. That, that, that he's going he's gonna to something bad that it was... happen. <laughs> and, yeah, I knew that there was going to be a repercussion. Nobody is going to be robbed for thousands upon thousands of dollars mm-hmm. and, and, you know, just go about their daily business and forget about it. I knew there was a target on my head. It was official. And I was okay with it. I was, in fact, I was looking forward and going, because in my mind, I was going home. In my mind, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you're on your way, you're going home. And, and I believe that is true because I am here telling this story. But I, I'm under no uncertain terms. God does not mince his words. Please read your Bible. You have to be prepared with the armor of God because it's very specific. And I'm going to get to that part real soon. I walked down the street and I asked the Lord, God, I want to take the rest of this money and buy Mama's baby everything that he needs. Like, I really right. want to bless this baby because I love her and I know mm-hmm. that she's struggling and she's really trying to do well with her life and get her life back together. And I'm going to use the remainder of this money, whatever's left, I'm high enough to do good. And I mm-hmm. got to her house, which was an apartment in the Hoyle house. Uh, which was this big, grand building that that had been there for many, many years. And it had this big, grand, white marble staircase that I had always loved as a kid. Um, My nanny Catherine used to live in the building, and my mother had taken me there. And and, and the marble, just the majesty of this place, Mm. a beautiful building that turned into a drug house over the years. So now I go to see uh, my friend, and I said to her, you know, I want to bless you. And I explained the story that I robbed this guy. And I know that I was, you know, I was a goner, but I wanted to bless the baby before I left. And and mm-hmm. I really had really good intentions. And so, but I was very, very high and I was tweaking. And I said, listen, mm-hmm. I'm tweaking out of my mind. I've smoked way too much crack and I've done way too much dope. I need to get more heroin to counteract the cocaine because I'm mm-hmm. geeking all over the place and I don't want to go into the Hoyle Mall out of my mind right. with no control over the muscles in my body. And so she sent her, the father of the, the baby, to go get some dope to bring me down. And in the meantime, I, I, t- I took a shower and she gave me a clean dress to put on. Mm-hmm. And um, he came back and, and he administered the heroin into my vein, IV heroin drug shot. Mm-hmm. And... 
I was going to go sit on the couch and let, you know, relax and let it take effect so I could calm down so we could go shopping to bless this baby. Mm-hmm. And I sat on the couch and I began to hear them screaming my name. And they mm. sounded like they were panicking, but I was falling backwards. It felt as mm. if I was physically falling backwards down a tunnel. Mm. And mm. and I could hear their voices go from loud to fading away to fading away to fading away to gone. Wow. And then I felt a bam, like like my body hit the ground. Hit something, yeah. And I stood mm. up. And and I opened my eyes and I said, oh, oh my God, I, I've gone blind. I said, you gave me the, the dope you gave me, and I'm talking to them as if they're still there. Right. I think the dope that you gave me, it made me go blind. And then I really, I look and I'm like, wait a minute, because I'm completely sober. Mm. I was just completely high out of my mind, and now I am dead, cold, sober. And I stop, and I really start to really try to focus. Mm -hmm. And this isn't a darkness that you would see on this earth plane, Tanya, and Mm -hmm. listeners. This is a darkness that is undescribable with human words. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely undescribable. It's almost like a living thing, Mm -hmm. but a very, very... Um, void. That would be mm. the, the the best uh, explanation that I can give you folks tonight. Is it? It was like a big void, mm-hmm. and and I realized. I looked down and there I laid mm-hmm. at my feet, and and the realization hit me, and I was overcome. Mm-hmm. I was looking at myself. When the realization that I was the only thing that I could see here, now I know I'm not blind. Right. And and I see me laying at my feet. Mm-hmm. And my soul realizes that I'm dead. Mm. And upon that realization, I I said, but I'm still. I remember thinking to myself in this darkness, but I'm still Kathleen. I'm still yeah. me. I, I'm still me. As if I was still mm. in the, I. In the body. I didn't understand it. It was very very right. confusing. It was weird, right? <laughs> it was very very weird, and and then I began to feel my soul get pulled down, back into mm. this. You know, I was looking from it. I was looking at 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 this body on the floor from, from a from a soul's point of view. Mm-hmm. Not from a human point of view, right. but from the soul's point of view, and I was heartbroken. Mm. And and I looked at her, mm-hmm. <clears throat> with such a level of regret mm. and sadness for what I had done to her. that word can't explain. Wow. And my soul began to get pulled back down into the body. And I fought it. Sister, I fought it with everything. Mm-hmm. I tried desperately to stay out of that abomination to the throne. Poor, worthless, unloved, disgusting. 
disgusting, filthy, dirty, horrible human being that only served self and never Mm. served others. That believed in God but never really acted accordingly. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to go. I I would have rather, honestly, at that moment, I would have really rather have stayed where I was at. Thank God Almighty, and I exalt your holy name for knowing better, Father. Mm -hmm. That that choice was not left up to me. Mm -mm. Because he had a plan for your life. Amen. And I begin. I, I I have to tell you that I believe that the door is opening, and that mm-hmm. He is going to open doors of opportunity to Amen. allow me to glorify His holy name because it is deserving of all honor and glory, and that that to to deliver a message of hope to the lost and broken children, that their souls belong to Him, Amen. not to us. We have no right. Sticking needles in our arms. We have no right abusing his temple that he housed our souls in. The body only lasts, if you're lucky, and you take good care of it, 80, 90 years. But True. where your soul is going is infinite and it never, ever ends. It's timeless, it's eternal. There is no time when you are in your soul. Your soul goes on forever and ever. And I don't want any one of the children of God's souls to go into that darkness and remain there. When Mm -hmm. on the other side of the veil, there is joy, there is peace. There is, when we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining is the sun. We've no Mm -hmm. less days to sing God's praise than when we first begun. Amen. Come to a place, come to the kingdom, Mm -hmm. the kingdom where the Lord has gone to prepare mansions for you. Feel your peace. Know your worth. Get some help. Amen. Because if the Lord can do it for me, he is, this is a message. I am a humble servant and I am delivering a message of agape love. Come home, lost children. Go get help, lost children. You belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. There's power there. There's love there. The void that you're trying to fill with crack cocaine and heroin, you can do as much as I can assure you. I've done a lot of drugs, and they didn't fill a symbol full of the void in my soul. The only way you can fill that emptiness is with God's Love, Amen. and it is Amen. there, and it is available for anybody that feels as if they want to seek, seek, and you shall find. He is real, and I am here to witness that he is all-powerful, loving God, and he does not want any of us sick and suffering alone and, and, and beaten and torn down and hopeless. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. our Lord has plans, Jeremiah, our Lord has plans to prosper us. We're his children. He wants to bless us. You know, even us as human beings give our own children good gifts. How much more than does the Lord want to give mm-hmm. to us? I'm a living witness that he has blessed me beyond my human realm of comprehension. Mm-hmm. That every day I get up and I look around me and I go, wow, 
Mm-hmm. And I want you all to know that I am not, I am not, I am, I am way wealthier than monetary wealth. Mm-hmm. My wealth is a spiritual hey. wealth, and I am very, very wealthy. I live in a mobile home in mm-hmm. a little piece of rented land in Springfield, Vermont. This might as well be a mansion to me. I glory the Lord that he is, he's, he's given me a place of peace and, and, and refuge. And material things, they fade away, folks. Mm-hmm. You can't take them with you when you're gone. Mm-mm. You have to be Nothing. grateful for what the Lord provides you with. He knows what your needs, and he will meet those needs. And, mm-hmm. and our God is an awesome God. He will not only meet your, meet your needs, he will deliver your, your heart's desire my heart, my heart's desire when I was taking freezing cold ice baths because my body stank so bad because I had to go home to wash it in, you know, wow. in, in sub-degree temperatures with ice water in abandoned buildings. Mm-hmm. Folks, tonight mm-hmm. I'm taking a nice hot shower in my own little bathroom. That is a blessing beyond belief. Mm-hmm. I have an attitude of gratitude. So now... I get pulled back, and I get pulled back into this body, and I feel, I know I'm jumping around, uh, but there's a point to it. I get back into the body that, that the Lord commanded my spirit to to, to take mm-hmm. possession of again. And mm-hmm. my flesh being put, my soul being put back in the flesh is kind of like I felt as if um, I was very, very heavy, like my arm, to lift my arm was yeah. like lifting a thick, a 50-pound sack of sugar, mm. very heavy. The flesh is very, very heavy for the soul. Mm. Um, but to find that my brother was by my side and mm. and um, mm. he shared with me that I was dead, which I had already known. Right. And um, we'll go on to say that the Lord had different plans. Now, oh, even yeah. after this oh, had yeah. happened to me, even after this had happened to me, Drug addiction is a very powerful and baffling. Mm-hmm. It wants you dead. And and yes, I'm so accustomed yes. to that lifestyle after living out there all of those years. I knew no other way. I knew no other way. Even mm-hmm. after having died, I went back to it. You went right back to it. I went right back to it. So right back to it that they brought me from the Hoyle Emergency Room and down to the Carlson Clinic in Springfield, which is an adjacent mm. city. And I had been there maybe one night, and I ran away from that place in the pouring rain, no socks, mm. no shoes, in a hospital, Johnny, and hitchhiked back to Hoyle to get some more of the dope that killed me. Wow. Very, very sick girl. Mm. And so... um you know, I got back in the ring with the stuff, and it, and it beat me down some more. Mm-hmm. And one day, uh, my brother, Billy, my other brother, my eldest brother, had me um, brought to get help for mm-hmm. a 30-day, kind of like they institutionalized me for 30 days rehab because I was a danger yeah, to myself yeah. and others. And so it was court-ordered, and I went to this program. Well, in the 30-day period, I was very angry for being there, but came to the realization that, you know, maybe maybe I should really try to give this thing a go right. and get some help. And so I went back on my release date on the 30th day and pleaded with the court to court-order me there for an additional year. That was the Spectrum House wow, in Worcester. okay. It was a therapeutic community, 
And and mm-hmm. when I was there, I met a woman. Mm-hmm. Her name is Peggy Gutlewig, and she became my, my counselor there. She called mm-hmm. me to her office one time and told me a story. She said to me, Kathleen, in 1965, I believe it was, um, mm-hmm. My husband and I lived in California, and we were we did ministries for the Lord, and we would have you know ministry. We'd have church in my living room, mm-hmm. and a prophet came to speak at our house, and he pulled me aside and he prophesied to me, and he said to me, uh, "You're going to be you're going to move across the nation, and you're going to start ministering to drug addicted women." And mm-hmm. Peggy replied, "No, I don't think so. The ministry is my life. I don't see me ever doing that." And he said, mm-hmm. I can assure you, and when you do, you're going to meet a prostitute named Kathleen. Wow. And I, he, he went on to prophesize to her about me, and mm-hmm. she didn't believe him, so he had her write it down, put it in an envelope, in a leather-bound Bible that is sitting at my lap today, uh, mm-hmm. cream-colored and maroon, and it has a dove embedded in it. And he said, put that letter in this Bible, and when the time Mm -hmm. is right, that you will deliver this Bible to her. And I, I, so she delivered the Bible, because she called me down the office, and she said, listen, Mm -hmm. um, I I went home last night, and and I remembered that this happened to me, and she explained the whole thing, and she said, uh, she went down to a box in the cellar, one of the light bulbs where the box was had blown, but she had reached mm-hmm. in the box, and the Bible was the first thing she pulled out. Was the first she thing she touched. <laughs> Amen. And, and she was here to deliver this Bible to me. And she explained that, that there was a prophecy written, and I asked her, well, what did the letter say? And she said, well, there was private stuff that you're not to know in that, but this is the mm-hmm. Bible that is to be presented to you. And so I have this Bible. It's right in front of me right now. And I cherish this came this came back out into the streets with me because I did relapse even after that. But mm. the story gets better, folks. Wow, wow. This is an inspirational story. And I know that yes, you can hear is. my voice. Oh my no one's smart enough to make this stuff up. I'm, I know I'm not smart enough to make up a story like this. This is the truth. This is the truth. This is why I can, I can really with confidence tell you these stories because these are real, true. This happened. This stuff happened. And so, and, and Peggy, if you're out there, I love you. Um, <laughs> she gave me this Bible. And um, and I've cherished it ever since, and I still have it. It's a little tattered and torn. It's a little weathered, kind of like oh, me. Right. Been through that's the storm. Right. We've been through the storm, but our binding is intact, thanks to God. And so, um, this this Bible is a beautiful, powerful, living Word of God. I was mm-hmm. in an abandoned vehicle after I had relapsed mm-hmm. and gone back into the streets. After I, I actually completed this program, I was doing really well. My mm-hmm. mother had given me a car as a reward for really getting my life together. Well, I took this car and I ran it all over the place. Wow. Um, and now it's broke down, and the and the in the street people have stolen the tires. It's sitting in the hubcaps. <laughs> it's, it's abandoned on the on the side of the road now. And and I'm wow. and I'm using it as a refuge. And I'm in the back seat, and I had been awake for days, and I was really really high, and I was so disgusted in myself. Here's this beautiful. My mother really, you know, is not a wealthy woman, so this car was such a gift, and she was so happy to give it to me, and she was so proud of me, and I let her down, and I was really feeling like a crumb rightfully so. And I said, mm-hmm. God, I'm so sick of this. I can't I can't do this. I cannot I can't beat this. Let me die. 
either let me live or let me die. I'm like really bargaining with God. And I said, God, I looked up facing the Bible. I said, God, please give me, give me a message. And I opened this Bible. And this is why I am absolutely on solid rock when I say that this is not just a book. Mm-mm. This is the living word of God that God speaks to his children and instructs us through these pages. This is way far beyond your average book. So I will say, I opened on the back seat of this car, high out of my mind, broken and wanting to die, with 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 nothing to look forward to in life but misery. And I read this. And I know that it say, they say you cannot add or subtract any word from the word of God. And that is not my intention. But w- the way that I believed my soul read this was in place of Jerusalem, the word Jerusalem mm-hmm. was my name. And so I'm going to read it for you folks okay. the way that I read it on the back of the car, abandoned vehicle, high out of my mind that night. And it says, encourage Kathleen. I will not be silent until she is saved and her victory shines like a torch in the night. Kathleen, the nations will see you victorious. All their kings will see your glory. You will be called by a new name, a name given by the Lord himself. You will be like a beautiful crown for the Lord. No longer will you be called forsaken or your land be called the deserted wife. Your new name will be God is pleased with her. Your land will be called happily married because the Lord is pleased with you and will be like a husband to your land. Like a young man taking a virgin as as his bride, he who formed you will marry you. As a groom is delighted with his bride, so your God will delight in you. On your walls, Kathleen, I have placed sentries. They must never be silent day or night. They must remind the Lord of his promises and never let him forget them. They must give him no rest until he restores Kathleen and makes her a whole woman again. The Lord has made a solemn promise, and by his power, he will carry it out. Your grain will no longer be food for your enemies, and foreigners will no longer drink your wine. But you that planted and harvested the grain will eat the bread and praise the Lord. You that tended and gathered the grapes will drink the wine in the courts of my temple. People of Jerusalem, go out. Go out of the city and build a road for your returning people. Pair a highway. Clear it of stones. Put up a signal so that the nations can know that the Lord is announcing to all the earth. Tell the people of Jerusalem that the Lord is coming to save you, bringing with him the people he has rescued. You will be called God's holy people, the people the Lord has saved. Jerusalem will be called the city that God loves, the city that that God did not forsake. Now, folks out there tonight, I want you to realize something. This was a promise that he made me when I had nothing to live for. Tonight, before the show, I was nervous because I've never entered onto this level of platform to give God the glory that he so rightfully deserves. So I was nervous, and I said, God, please calm me. Hmm. I'm not going to claim that that, you know, I I haven't read the Bible cover to cover. I'm not a religious zealot. I'm a baby. I'm a baby. 
I am a spiritual baby. I am I am dust in the wind. I said, Father, I am a baby. I admit this. Just please put the words in my mouth so that I can, one ear out there can hear this story and, and take something away from it and come to your throne and ask them, if you did it for Kathleen, please do it for me. That's all. It would make every bit of the pain worth it. It's one soul. One soul came home back Even if it's just one person. Just one, sister. It would be and all I, I am here to say that I said, God, I'm going to open the Bible. Please, mm-hmm. I, I'm hungry. Give me milk. Study my nerves mm-hmm. for this show tonight. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people, uh, my husband, I, I started jumping around. My husband was like, oh, God, here she goes again. Because I swear, I love God <laughs> well, so much that I get slayed in the spirit. Like, I start jumping around. I'm telling my husband, oh, my goodness, I'm going to do a 10-foot uh, jumping. I'm, you know, I'm a big girl. I'm about to do a backflip here. <laughs> God is good. He's good. <laughs> and I opened up my Brothers and sisters in the Lord, I opened up to Isaiah 62, and the Lord revealed to me, I have kept my promise. Now, Kathleen, I give you permission, now that you are happily married, Mm -hmm. now that that you are in a a new place, Mm -hmm. go out to the city and build a road for your returning people. Prepare a highway cleared of stones. Put up a signal so that, the, so that the nations can know that the Lord is announcing to all of his earth. Tell the people of Jerusalem that the Lord is coming to save you. People out there, I know there's one of you out there, and I'm excited for you because I'm here to tell you the Lord is serious. He is serious, and he keeps his promises. He's on yes, his he way to save you. Mm-hmm. Hit your knees and get out of the way. Our Father moves mountains, and he replants waste fields. And I am a living witness to this. He's powerful. All you have to do, a mustard seed, folks. Mm-hmm. A mustard seed. A little, little, tiny, smallest seed in the world. Mm-hmm. Of faith, <laughs> and your father will step in and make things happen. Mm-hmm. And it may not be in your time. It may mm-hmm. not. You're, you're, you may pray. I prayed, like I said, consistently mm-hmm. on a daily. I prayed. I never lost faith that God could hear me. There's been many police reports made out about me that I was screaming to the top of my lungs at the sky, and they were under mm-hmm. the impression that it was, you know, that was drug-induced behavior. No, right. I was fighting with God. I was mm-hmm. absolutely, how could you do this? What did I ever do to deserve this life? And, and, and just I was, I was very angry with God mm-hmm. because he wouldn't answer my prayers when I wanted him to. No, when, well, That's no, not he how it his time. Mm-hmm. Amen. No. And I'm witness mm-hmm. to that, and I'm happy that he did it in his time and not in mine. <laughs> Because if he did it in my time, there would have been a lot of lessons that I would not have mm, been able to mm, learn. Mm. So this is, the teacher is always quiet when the student is taking mm. a test. That's and right. I am here to witness yeah. that our so teacher he, was something and I was not having it. You, you, uh, uh, you know, some more stuff that you needed to learn. 
you know. Absolutely. It was a test. And again, I would not it's, it's change no testimony a without thing. Amen. And it's truth. And and it gives me great honor. Again, I feel like doing a backflip. It gives me such pride <laughs> in my God, in my Father who loves Amen. us. That that me, me, mm-hmm. a piece of dust, an unworthy, undeserving sinner. And he loves me anyway. Yes, he does. So while I was in this program, I've got two more stories that I'm going to share with you to, to seal this up. Okay, well, while I was in before, this we program, go, before we go to, you know, the other the other stories, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Because I need a drink of water after that. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. So right in the building... House of Stone by Coco. I'ma show you. She gonna show you. We gonna show you how we do this, huh? What? Yo, this bling be the illest. Coco House of Stone got a feeling. Step up in the room. Royal like a queen. Rockin' House of Stone, girl, you know you reign supreme. Red carpet jewels, finest of quality. Necklace so reckless. I know you seen the rosary designing for celebrity. Pieces on the runway. Tracy Lynn was so back when you gotta grow up someday. Big girl accessories, always on fleek. Not the average, but the baddest chick. The ones who like to be unique. We don't follow the crowd. We set the trends. Other fashions bow down. House of Stone will never be. My bad, with this commercial interrupt, I'm just trying to be your friend, help you step your game up. When you put on House of Stone, get ready for your close-up. Trendsetters, go get his lady, didn't know. House of Stone stands alone, I just thought I'd let you know. I think I said too much, you need to catch your breath, nobody does it better. Yo, House of Stone is the best, this is the soul writer. And I'm here with my girl Coco, House of Stone by Coco, that is. She's got the flyest bling on the planet, yo, she kicking down doors. In magazines, on the runway, celebrity jewelry designer. And I'm trying to put you down with games. On Facebook, House of Stone by Coco. Instagram, House of Stone by Coco. Twitter, House of Stone by Coco. Yo, it's real easy. And if you're really trying to holler at my girl, then holler at your girl, the soul writer. And I'll put you in direct contact with none other than the lady herself. Now. When you step outside, your fashion needs to be standing on a firm foundation, and it gets no firmer than the house that Coco built. Yo, check it. I'ma show you, huh? She gonna show you what? We gonna show you how we do this, huh? What? House of Stone by Coco. It doesn't get any better than the best. <laughs> Welcome back to the Recovery Corner. I am your host. Author is Tanya Wilson, and I'm here with my guest, Kathleen Holton. And she's really drop, dropping some jewels from the living Amen. word of God with us. <laughs> so, I have to tell you that I, I just got finished doing the WAP with that House of Coco song. I'm over mm-hmm. here doing the WAP to that song. I like that beat. <laughs> <laughs> I was dancing, too. <laughs> I come, my husband comes in and looks at me and starts laughing because he caught me doing the WAP. I got embarrassed. I froze. Uh, <laughs> I like the higher love, though. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I was dancing, Deeper too. Deeper love. Amen. If, and, we, and, and, and God wants us. God I was wants us to sing and or lip, dance. We call it lip and, singing and a rap. God, him. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, prefer, I prefer Christian music. I want to, you know, I want to exalt the Lord, and, and I want to dance in His honor. Because in today's Amen. world, you see people they, they they're doing that twerking. You know, 
that's, yeah. that's not nice. It's really not. It's not nice behavior. It is not nice. You know, and that's coming from a prostitute, people. That's not nice behavior. I don't call by a new name, though. The Lord is pleased with me because I do not twerk. Uh, my twerk don't work no more. Quit that job. So in the name of Jesus. You said your twerk's been tweaked out, huh? I'm going to lift my hand. I'll lift my hands in praise. That's what I'll do. Not my head a little bit. Uh, I'll tap a toe. Um, but one of the stories, one of the stories, that, one more story that I thought that's very powerful to me. Mm-hmm. In this program, they used to have a bus that would come around or, or uh, a couple Christians that would come around on Sunday and pick uh-huh. you up from this program that I insanely, this is, this is how I felt about it. When I got there, I didn't realize it was the therapeutic community. And my whole world was about to change um, because it's a very serious, it's not like your rehab where you can kind of sit around and get methadone and lay around and do nothing, read books and watch TV and eat all day. It's kind of, they come yeah. down the hallway with band symbols at 4.30 in the morning to wake you up to start your day to make your bed oh, yeah. so that they can pluck the bounce a dime off of it. And, yeah, it was a whole different experience that I was not well with, but I thank God for it today. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, it's kind of like a, you know, retraining program for people right, that don't right. know how to live life appropriately, and I was definitely one of those people. I had no clue. So... Um, They'd bring this the, the bus around, and they'd take us to this little church, vineyard, the Vineyard Church in Hockington. And right. uh, and um, so what I would go just to get get out of there. I just wanted to get out. Of there. It wasn't mm-hmm. that I was going to worship. You know, I loved I loved Lord the Lord, and but I wasn't quite sure about him, and <laughs> I just wanted to get out <laughs> and get the free coffee and bagels uh, because I just kind of again, you know, I was pretty. I, and I was pretty upset with him for not answering my prayer on my terms. So I figured it, the least I could get out of the deal is a coffee and a free bagel. So I would go to you this place. You got a whole place. lot more than that, didn't you? <laughs> I'm about to tell you. And, and, and this story is the truth, and I have a living witness to prove it. Um, in fact, I have a couple. There, I go to this church, and, and so I help them prepare for the, you know, the coffee and the bagel right. after fellowship and and then I sit down, and they and they pass out the body of Christ, the mana, and they put it in my mouth. And I closed my eyes, and I bowed my head, and, and I was going to, you know, try to talk to Jesus Christ about helping a sister out. Mm-hmm. And a vision appeared in my head. Mm-hmm. And, and, sister, it was the most beautiful, beautiful vision, because my my thing was Mary Magdalene. That, that mm-hmm. I, I stuck claim on her. God, if you can forgive her, you can forgive me. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's, it's known in history that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And so I figured if he could forgive her, then, then there's, still, there's still hope. You know, mm-hmm. I still have a chance here. Um, my story's not finished. And I oh, and I see them here in my head, and they're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought to myself, wow, uh, I didn't know I had an imagination. Like, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kept my eyes closed and my my, my head bowed because I didn't want to lose sight of this fish, and it was really cool. And um, so I hear the pastor gets up, and he introduces, and he introduces this man named Ed mm-hmm. Candy McGlasson. God bless you out there. I love you, Ed. Um, 
and this is a retired NFL football player mm-hmm. that um, is a minister, is a pastor for the Lord. And he got up and he shared, uh, he said that he had a sermon that he was going to share, but the Lord impressed upon his heart to change things up a little bit because there's a woman mm-hmm. in the audience that mm-hmm. had to hear a message. And the message was Luke 7. And it tells of a woman busting in the house of the Pharisees and, mm-hmm. and throwing herself befi- behind the feet of Christ and crying tears on his feet and drying the tears on his feet off with her hair and mm-hmm. anointing his feet with oil from her alabaster jar. And it was revealed to me that day that, that Jesus Christ definitely had a different plan. And he is a living God. He is real. He's not a figment of people's imaginations. In fact, mm-hmm. people all time itself is measured by his very existence. A.D. after death, D.C. before Christ. It's simple. I, I never could understand how anybody could say his existence or, or, or the meaning behind his existence. He is Messiah. Mm-hmm. He is the true Messiah. And he deserves all honor and glory. And I, and I hope, Father God, that I'm giving it to you the best I can tonight. Because Amen. I can't thank him. I, 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 I can't, within my human form, Amen. possibly muster the honor he deserves, the glory he deserves. He needs to be exalted. He saves he heals. He he still he still is King of King and Lord of Lords. In the same way that he performed miracles in the Bible, it's the same way Amen. he performs miracles. He still, still does today. And I don't think so. I am a living testimony. I know so. I know so. Again. I still got some work to do on self. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. No one is. And no mm-hmm. one ever will be. There was only one perfect one. Progress, not perfection. God is still Amen. working on healing some of, uh, of the spots that are still a little broken in, yeah. in my life. And then I'm working on it and working towards it. And it's a process. But I've come Amen. a long way because God keeps his promises. Isaiah 62, he told me, he told me so. He told me I would be happily married. My husband, Mm -hmm. David, Mm -hmm. I cherish him. What a gift. What a gift. And somebody told me along the lines that even in his name, David, uh, Mm -hmm. in the Hebrew language, it means beloved. Beloved. Mm -hmm. I never felt loved my whole life long. Beloved. Wow. The Lord is powerful, perfect, absolutely perfect in his timing. God is on time every time. And all we have to do is be willing, willing Mm -hmm. to to go ahead. That's why he gave us free will. We have the right to choose. What glory would his name, would his throne receive if we were all programmed to love and worship him? Mm -mm. That's why we have free will. Because it wouldn't be true praise. It wouldn't be. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. So that there's meaning when we say, I exalt you. I love you, Jesus. King of King, Lord of Lord, God, you place every star in the sky and you know it by name. And I don't know if you really can even wrap your head around it, but I can't because there is an infinite number of Mm -hmm. stars in the universe. 
Yes, the universe is. is infinite. It is timeless. It doesn't stop. There's no borders. Mm-mm. That's huge. Our God is mighty. Amen. And when a little piece of dust like Kathleen Walton, at the time Kathleen Moran, starts getting angry and says, God, talk to me here. I, I'm really, I've been out here for a long time. And I'm losing hope. Mm-hmm. And I hate life. And I hate, I hate people. And I was just so filled with anger and darkness. Mm. And he made me a promise. And I'm here to tell everybody listening, God keeps his promise. He does not make promises he does not intend to keep. Amen. And please, Amen. please get out of his way. If you're sick and suffering out there tonight and you feel broken and you're listening to this right now, make no mistake about it. You're not listening to this message by mistake. Mm-hmm. This is the Father reaching out and showing you a power of example. If you trust God and get out of his way and, and, and maintain communication with him daily, he's going to bless you. you if you just yeah. believe, he's going to bless you. He's not going to abandon you mm-hmm. in the storm. But it's, everything is in God's time. And God helps those who help themselves. Mm. You have to make an mm-hmm. effort. Mm-hmm. You have to really yeah. want it. You yep. have to really That's want it. You have to be willing to, to fight. Yeah, to somebody, somebody gave me a vision. You have to surrender. Yes, you have to surrender. And and I'm going to I'm going to actually, that just triggered something in, in me. Mm-hmm. This thought came to my head many years ago, and it was so profound that I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Because I and I don't know where it came from because it just popped up in my mind, mm-hmm. and it is this: addiction is the only war known to man that can only be won by surrender. Wow! You have to surrender <laughs> to a power greater, greater than, yourself. than yourself. You are just being bound down when you are in addiction <laughs> and when you are in oppression and depression. You are being bound down by chains from an ancient deceiver beast that wants to make you feel like you are not worthy. But I can assure you, if you go to the throne with this and lay your troubles at the feet of Jesus, the Lord has the power to break the chains that bind us. And I hear the chains falling. I hear them in the spirit that there is a movement happening if you look mm-hmm. around the world today, this is revelation. This is biblical. Biblical things are starting to happen. Oh, yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. And, and you would be a fool to turn a blind man's eye to this. That Jesus is coming back, and that's mm. everybody's mm-hmm. business. We really yes, need to clean our houses out and be on mm-hmm. our rooftops watching. Be prepared. Because yes, he's he's made it clear. If you are not and I and I'm not trying to scare or intimidate anybody. I am merely mm-hmm. a humble servant and, and using my own life experiences as the kind of epiphany I need to make this statement. I was in the darkness that is referred to in the Bible and please don't quote me because I'm not reading out of and I don't, if I miss a word or two, I don't, this, I'm not being quoted on the Bible. This is serious. Mm-hmm. But it's in, out of memory, there is scripture that says, 
if you are not dressed appropriately for the wedding feast, I will have you cast into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Many are called, few are chosen. People, that darkness that is he's referring to, that's a real place. Mm-hmm. God is light. God is the source of light. God is source. Definitely. He is light and he is beautiful. And no darkness can stand the light. And if you're living in a dark place, you need to come out of the darkness and into the light. Be a reflection of the God on high, of, of, of the most high master. He is light. He is beautiful, peaceful, soul soothe. Rest. Rest. Come to rest. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ said, mm-hmm. he says to you, and he's saying, if you're weary, I will give you. Oh yeah. If you're <clears throat> if you're thirsty, <throat> I, I will give you drink. Ever, mm-hmm. you know he's he makes promises that he's not kidding. Uh-huh. He means it. He you know the we are children of God. We are all children of God, whether we know Amen. or not. We are all children of God. We all have souls within us that belong to the Lord. And, and my testimony today, I hope, is it has affected one one child of God to have an awakening to realize that, that they, they are agape love. They're precious. Mm-hmm. As bad mm-hmm. as I wanted to die, I never understood my worth. And now mm-hmm. being brought back out of that darkness and knowing that it is a very real place, mm-hmm. I see my worth today. And yes, I am indeed. beautiful. I am beautiful. I, 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 am a chi- I am a daughter of the Most High God, precious. I am irreplaceable. My soul cannot be bought or sold. The Lord, the Lord, this soul belongs to the Lord, That's our God. And I was out there selling it. But I am happy and pleased to say that Jesus Christ died on a cross for our sins and he bought it back with his blood. Yes, and that is. I won't be standing in darkness for eternity. That I have a beautiful supper awaiting me when the time comes. In God's time, and I hope that all of you do as well. I pray Amen. this in Jesus Christ's name, and I, and I and I and I love you all, especially you lost ones. There's Amen. hope. There's hope, and His grace really is amazing. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened. Will be open to you. Amen. Yes. Because there's so many and people I, out here, you know, they, they need to hear this. It's like so so many people out here, they don't feel loved. You know, they don't know their worth. They're ashamed. And it breaks my heart. It They're honestly, afraid. God Some people are afraid yes. to ask for help. They're too ashamed. You know, they think these there's all, no hope for them. That, you know what I'm that, saying? That, that and it's all lies, the children of God. That's what it it's is. It's all lies. <laughs> it is. Is that he? He's the prince of lies. He he is mm-hmm. a deceiver, mm-hmm. and, and 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 he does whisper in your ear, "You're worthless. No one mm-hmm. loves you." And some people it's really lie, start believing people. that. They <laughs> believe it. I believed it for many many years until the Lord proved me wrong. And showed me the error of my my thought process, and and revealed to me that that was the enemy deceiving me mm-hmm. for all of those yeah. years. That my worth, I, I I I am priceless. I'm gonna share this last story. 
and, mm-hmm. and, and I really, really want to share this last story because this this was kind of like when I was in the streets, mm-hmm. this, this is the cherry on my testimony Sunday. Okay. One day I was sitting on the same stoop that I do believe mm-hmm. that, that that was the devil to pick me up in human mm-hmm. form. He can take form, mm-hmm. people. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, trust me, yes. But the same way that he can take form, I want you all to know, angels can, too. Yes, indeed. Angels can, too. And I'm sitting on that same stoop, and I was so, I was just, I was in my misery. I was, I was so downtrodden, Mm. and it was misting out. And it was early, it was maybe like five in the morning and it was cold and I was huh, I was hungry and I was tired with no place to sleep and I'm sitting locked out of the building. I used to sleep in the hallways, but they locked me out, they were on me. And and I was miserable, beyond words miserable. Just want please just let me die already, for real though. And I look up and about two city blocks, you know, down, I see a a form coming towards me. Mm-hmm. And I thought I wonder who's out this time of the morning. And I, I was kind of hoping that it was some money, you know, somebody was going to get high or whatever. <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, oh, so there's hope after all. Oh, and I got all excited thinking, oh, I hope, I really hope this works out for my benefit. And I watched mm. as this person slowly approached me. And when, it, when they came into really where I could get focused on the form and, and see, you know, who this is, I realized mm-hmm. that it was a little old white man. Now, I'm in a predominantly Puerto Rican and black neighborhood. That right. Little old, you know, little old white men are not walking around down here. <laughs> this is gang territory. This is cultural. <laughs> and this little old white man had a little, he was dressed in a little black, you know, he was really dressed for the nines. And he had a little hat on and a little feather in his cap. And and I thought, and I am like, this isn't Sunday. Could this be like a a church goer with, um, you know, <laughs> you know, did it, did it confused or uh, he's lost his <laughs> Where where is this guy coming from? This is a true story, and I'll never forget this. And this man, he was walking so slow, and I'm like, oh my goodness, he's got to be like eight years. But what is he doing? I was dumbfounded. <laughs> talk about didn't fit in and so I'm, I'm now I'm totally inquisitive and I'm I'm thinking this is unbelievable I must I've been to drugs if I done I'm hallucinating and, and this man approached me and he stopped right dead in front of me and turned his body and looked down at me sitting on the stoop to the building mm-hmm. and he and he had the most beautiful eyes Beautiful. Wow. His his wrinkles on his face, his wrinkles had wrinkles. His skin was wrinkly. But mm. his, you know when an old person grows old, that they yeah. kind of get like a cloud in their eyes? Yeah, it's like a film over there. That's like a, yeah. uh, what do you call it? Like a... Like cataracts or... Like cataracts, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know like something it's about... It's kind of like yeah. it gets cloudy. They're not... Yeah. You know, the eyes are the windows of the soul. And, you know, when, you're, when your body begins to grow old and then these things happen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I looked up and I thought it very peculiar that his eyes were striking. Mm. They encapsulated me. I I I I was just intrigued, and I still see those eyes. And this was many many years ago, but I still see them in my mind's eye. And they were bright blue, and there was a twinkle in them eyes, and they were beautiful. They looked like the eyes of a young young man. They mm. did not reflect his flesh. Right. 
they re, they re, they were a reflection of his soul, and I have to testify they were beautiful. And he reached down and he put my hand in his. He reached out and he like gave me his hand, and so I mm. took his hand, and I put my hand in his hand, and he put his other hand over my hand. Mm. And so my my hands in sandwiched between this man's hand, and I feel this energy, this love. And he said, let me ask you a question. And I looked up at him and I said, shoot. Mm -hmm. He said, you feel very lost and broken. Like nobody in the world loves you, don't you, kid? Mm -hmm. And I said, yes, I do. And he said, well, I want you to know that you're loved beyond your wildest imagination. And that my message to you today is that you are a diamond in the rough. And he patted my hand and walked away. And and I was taken aback by the, the wording. Mm-hmm. And I jumped up, and no sooner did he turn the corner to go down the next street, mm-hmm. I jumped up, and, and it was maybe eight steps. And I ran towards him because I wanted to mm-hmm. hug him and thank him. I really wanted to hug him. I really, like the thought of getting any kind of money or anything out of him was not there. It was, it was a it feeling was of, you know, I really just want to love this man for loving me. Just for a moment in time, somebody showed me that I was more than what I was giving myself credit for. That that he called me a diamond in the rough. Mm. And, and and that struck a chord in my soul, Tanya. It really, mm-hmm. truly did. And I jumped up, and I was going to hug him and say thank you. And when I turned to that corner that he had gone. just turned, he was gone. He vanished into thin air. There is absolutely, I am testifying, Lord Jesus, to your holy throne that you sent me an angel. Father God, and mm-hmm. I glory your name, and I thank you for that moment in time, because I know that you know that I know that that was a real angel that ministered mm-hmm. love and hope into my soul when I needed it the worst, because I mm-hmm. swear to you, Tanya, the man yes, was gone, and there was no way. He had no, no way. way. There's no possible way he could have just, mm-hmm. unless, just unless he was an 80-year-old Olympic sprint runner <laughs> that could have ran down the road. <laughs> he like kicked it in the gear, so I couldn't yeah. thank him. He was gone, and yeah. and, and with that, I, I'm gonna close, you know, my testimony because now said, to God goes the glory that mm-hmm. life has the potential to be so beautiful, mm-hmm. and that you know, for women that 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 they get down on themselves and oh, I'm too overweight or I'm this, yeah. and I, you stop it, yep. stop it immediately. <laughs> The children of God are beautiful. And if we could see our souls in comparison to the flesh, we yeah. would know would under no away. uncertain <laughs> terms that we <laughs> are perfect beings. And we're perfect beings because God made us. We were made with a master hand. And mm-hmm. and the, don't let don't be fooled by the flesh is weak, but the spirit is strong. Don't be fooled. Mm-hmm. Get down. Stop. Put your baseball bats away. Learn to love yourselves. It's the best <laughs> gift that you can receive on this earth. Look in the mm-hmm. mirror tonight and say, "I love you." You know that a that a man told me to do that in a program. Look in the mirror. Get the, first of all, he made mm-hmm. me wash all my makeup off, and I was not well with that. Mm-hmm. I was not well. I was like a circus clown when I was in the streets 
because I was hiding behind a mask, all that makeup. I looked horrendous, but I thought I looked cute. Oh, no, you couldn't tell me anything if I looked cute. Well, the man at the program didn't think I looked too cute, so he said, okay. He called me with us, and he said, go upstairs and get your makeup bag. This was in the therapeutic community. I was mm-hmm. living. What do you want my makeup bag for? He said, because I'm going to put it in my file cabinet until you're finished with this program. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. Oh, was, I, I was sick to be high, sister. I was sick because there was boys in that program. I was like, oh, no, they're going to see my face naked. I can't have this. I've got a reputation. I'll pull the moker. You know, I was lost. I was lost. I was afraid. I, I, I was so mad at him. So I dropped up. I stomped up every stair, too, like a, like a four-year-old spoiled. I was throwing a fit. I stomped up that whole entire staircase, grabbed my great big 10-pound bag of makeup. This is, we might as well say it was a mini suitcase. I didn't know how he was going to fit in his filing cabinet, but that was his problem, not mine. Because if I argue, now mind you, mind you, if I argue with this program, I have put myself in a position to be sent from this program to prison. And at least at this program, I could smoke cigarettes. So, and, and yeah. you know that, you know, I could get out and get some fresh air. So I was all for right. listening to what they told me to do when to, when I did it. So, I go down and I put my makeup bag in the guy in the guy's filing cabinet. And I'm hating every single molecule of this man. Is I, I'm not well with him. And he brings me down and he says, "Wash that makeup off your face." He said, "Wait, wait, do the look in the mirror." And I looked in the mirror and he said, "Tell me what you see." And and I had a bad thing with mirrors. You know, I was so ashamed of myself and broken. Mm-hmm. And I would look in the mirror, and, and and I would see a very vague reflection of the shell, the shell of my being. I couldn't see any any beauty, any beauty. And I looked in the mirror, and I played ball with them because I'm not going back to prison, mind you. And and I'm looking in the mirror, and I'm like, I see, I see me. You know, I, I'm feeling really corny, too. He's putting me in a weird, real weird position. <laughs> like, this guy is a weirdo. I'm feeling really corny right now. Uh-huh. He said, okay, wash the makeup off your face. So I washed the makeup off my face. And he said, now look in the mirror. So I look in the mirror. And he says, now tell me what you see. And I said, the same thing minus the makeup that I've seen five minutes ago. I'm, I'm mad. I'm like, this is the way. How game you play with me? So he said, okay, well, here's the, here's the thing what we're going to do is I'm going to come down with you every single day for the rest of the 10 months that you have left in my program. And we are going to, you're going to, you're going to have your hair pulled back in a ponytail where you mm. can really look at yourself and not hide behind your hair, not hide behind the makeup. You're going to look yourself deep in the eyes and you're going to tell yourself you love you. And girl, let me tell you that the first, we'll say 500 times that I was forced to do that, I was so not well with it. <laughs> I felt so stupid. I'm like, I love you. Yeah, I didn't love me. I didn't even like me. I didn't know me. I had, I had numbed myself with drugs for so many years. I I was lost. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't love me. I didn't even know me. You know, walk up like, is that you know? So, but before long, it started to form a habit that I couldn't break Mm -hmm. because I'm an addict. I get, mm. I start doing stuff. I do more than if I do something more than eight days in a row repetitiously. That's it. It's going to take an army of angels to break me of this. I mean, because this is psychological stuff. So yeah. now, at first, I'm like, oh my god, this is really corny. I don't want to look in the mirror. Well, the next thing you know, I'm climbing up on the sink, kissing myself. I love you. I love you. Oh wow! It, it's a therapist. But then one day, I looked in the mirror. 
And this is, mm-hmm. this is years later. This is like three years later. Mm-hmm. It took a long, long time. For the stick. Because one day, one day I looked in that mirror and I said, I love you, Kathleen. And my whole soul began to quiver because I realized I meant it. Mm. I truly, sincerely, and wholeheartedly meant it. I love me today. That is the best. Whitney Houston said it all. I got to give it to her. The greatest love of all is learning to love yourself. Mm -hmm. Learning, Learning to respect yourself. To understand that you're you're not a human having a, you know with a soul, mm-hmm. you are a soul having a temporary uh, experience. human experience, and that that we are divinely created, and and we are so beyond beautiful and worthy of self love and respect, and and, mm-hmm. and and worthy of receiving that gift of self to be able to look at yourself and treat yourself with love compassion, forgiveness. Again, I say, I'll be the first one to admit I am a schmuck. I'm working on it. You know, um, I get a little corny sometimes. I get a little mad sometimes. I'm human. This is a human experience. You know, and I allow myself to have that, and I forgive myself, and then I move past it, and I grow every day spiritually. And that's what I really, truly hope for every single member of, of the people listening to this testimony tonight is that you, if you're not there, if you are there, praise Jesus. And if you're not there, know that you can be. Praise Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know. Amen. And so, I'm Irish and long-winded, and I've proven it. <laughs> but I think now, really, enough said. <laughs> and devil, this one's for you. <laughs> I saw a in the name of Jesus Christ, glory to the Lord. <laughs> that's what he does for picking on me. <laughs> I know, that's right. That's Amen. right. <laughs> so, is there anybody out there, you know, that you would like to say thank you to? A shout out, Tom. All family and friends, all children of God. Uh, but a very special shout out. A very, very special shout out to the homeless, sick, and suffering. Men and women that that have been put into a position to have to prostitute themselves to survive. I love you. I love you with an agape love. And I want the blessings that God has given to me more than you ever know to be given to you as well. But you have to prepare yourself and get down on your knees and ask. Amen. Ask. Jesus Christ into your accept him as your Lord and Savior. The word Savior says it all. He's here to save you. He's there. He's living. He's real. Please believe every word that Mm -hmm. came out of my Mm -hmm. mouth because it is the truth. Who else would get on, you know, a radio show that God only knows how many people are listening to and and say that, you know what? (laughs) I was a prostitute. I was an IV heroin drug abuser. I was a crack cocaine junkie. I have been to places that that no normal human being would step 10 feet around and, and that I was hopeless and I was lost and I was broken and I was starving and I was angry and I was consumed. And today, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, I am not. I am loved. 
I have the ability to receive love, and I have the ability to give it out also. And, and it's a freedom. Free yourself to have the key. The key is the throne of God. Not ask him, ask him, ask yeah. him. Because, you know, you don't know tonight if tonight mm-hmm. is going to be the last time you stick that That's needle so in your true. arm. That is so and, true. And, and I did share with you all, if, if you're just tuning in now, that I stuck a needle in my arm and found my soul mm-hmm. in darkness. And by the mm-hmm. grace of God, I was brought back out of that because I believe that the Lord sees that I have a loud mouth and I'm not afraid to use it. And then he brought me back so that I could glorify his name and shout from the mountaintops that he is real and he is powerful and he loves you and he wants you to ask him for help. That's his job and he is more than willing to do it. Amen. He didn't give you a big mouth for nothing. He gave me a big mouth, Tanya. Ask my mother. If you want to have my husband come in. Don't have my husband come in and testify against me. He ain't give you a big mouth for nothing. I have a boldness. <laughs> he gave it to you for a reason. <laughs> I have a boldness. And that's why I say I wouldn't really change a thing, Tanya, because, I, you know, all of those years being lost and broken out mm-hmm. there and struggling mm-hmm. to survive and, and, and living, it, it strengthens my character. Mm-hmm. I've got character. I'm oh, yeah. yeah. I went through everything I went through, and it, and it built... It built an unshakable personality. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, most people, the storm says to the people, you know, that this where I am the storm. I am a mm-hmm. warrior that mm-hmm. has been tested with fire and wow. found mm-hmm. to be pure. And mm-hmm. I am proud of that. And I love Amen. me. I tell you, I love me. Please don't take it lightly. Amen. Because Amen. I see me, I see the worth in me today, and it's because of the love of God that I'm able to see that, that mm-hmm. he likes something about me, so I should too. There you go. You know, and, and, and I, I just wish that all of his children, all of his lost souls would just, you know, come out of the darkness and into the light. Well, you still have time because, to, you know, it is no guarantee when you are uh-uh. when you are a, a drug addict or an alcoholic mm-hmm. that your last drink may be your last drink. Your yep. last shot may be your – there's no promises. There's no mm-hmm. – You know, and I don't want that. I don't want that for anybody. Mm-hmm. Nobody deserves to, to – To live like that. Nobody. To not experience mm-hmm. – right, exactly. And to not experience the, – the, the joy of being loved by the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's a special kind of, everybody deserves to feel it kind of thing. That's right. We have to be That's open right. and susceptible, and we have to believe. We have to believe mm-hmm. that the power is, is there. Amen. You know, you and I took to the lampshade off my lamp beside me because I, this little light of mine, I'm letting it shine tonight. I know, that's right. <laughs> and I, and, that's and I right. hope that it shines I hope it shines one brother or one sister out of that darkness and, and down to their knees to, to, to receive God in their heart and say, listen, if you can do it for her, you can do it for me. And I promise Amen. you, he will. He will. Amen. God does not mm-hmm. make promises. He don't, He's a Savior. That's what he loves to do. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's what that's he why does. He, that's why he <laughs> suffered. That's who he is. He that, amen. <laughs> he is the embodiment 
mm-hmm. of of love. He is the embodiment he is. of healing. Now what he does he is, is what he is. He's <laughs> perfect. He's perfect. Every single about yeah. him, I have no complaints thus far. He, he no, is my mighty power. <laughs> he's awesome. Our God is an awesome God. Yes, he is. And, and he deserves all honor and glory mm-hmm. and praise. And and mm-hmm. I hope I did you right tonight, Father. Oh, you surely did. You surely did. You did a whole lot of people. <laughs> right. Trust me. I um, hope so. You know. And I hope that, that, Tanya, that this is the first door of opportunity to take oh, a yeah. major platform to testify my story and, and to share that, you know, God loves us. He truly, truly loves us. Even oh, if well, we are there'll be more. Mad- there'll be more. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, that I am at your disposal because I see what you're doing here. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know that God isn't only pleased with me, sister. He is so pleased with you. Tanya, I'm certain of it. You're mm-hmm. taking a stand. You're, yep. you're, you're, you, you have created this platform for people in recovery out of love in your heart because you know how it feels. Mm-hmm. And I just want I just want to personally I want to say thank you to you. And, and thank that, you. You know, we've we've been communicating and testing each other back and forth and, mm-hmm. and now I can tell you with my voice, I love you, sister. I love you. You are too. a beautiful power of example. <laughs> I am so happy that the Lord has introduced us, that what you're Amen. doing is an amazing you you are serving the Lord our God with might sister and I want to thank you because you're reaching out to people that are broken and lost and hopeless Mm -hmm. and you are like a lighthouse on a stormy seashore and you're guiding the children back to love back to the fold and that's powerful and it's worthy of recognition my gratitude will not let me just sit and do nothing I see that well you keep on keeping on doing your thing because what it is is so powerful, so powerful. It's a deeper love. Amen. It's a deeper love. That's it. You know, you haven't gotten ready to come on the show tonight, and that deeper love came on. And do, I, mm-hmm. here I go, up, jump. I start to I just want to dance all the time now. Like, I'm trying. I hear music, <laughs> that's that's all right. I'm done. Right. And I get up and I dance <laughs> with deeper love, and I'm listening to the words, and I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a perfect song. Yeah, because sometimes, what you're providing. you know, when, when, you know, things have different meaning for you now, you know, you listen to things in a different way. Yes. And, you and, hear them, you know. You know, and I want you to know that, 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 that what you're doing, the platform that you're using for recovery, that's, a, that's mm-hmm. displaying, that's totally, that's producing good fruit. And, mm-hmm. and it is sweet, beautiful, juicy fruit because <laughs> it, it is a deeper love. What Amen. you do for others, for your brothers and your sisters, for you to care enough to go through and 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 make this page and reach out and mm-hmm. re- you're an amazing daughter of God, and I am so grateful that I have met thank you. you. I thank God and that you have you given know, me this me opportunity this tonight to share on your show. Uh, what an honor and a privilege. Uh, and it I, I an just want to from the depth of my soul thank you, you so much. You are awesome. Your so, awesome. can you tell you know the listening audience how they can reach you on social media? Absolutely, I'm on Facebook. 
Um, my name is Kathleen Holton, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N-H-O-L-T-O-N. Um, you can private message me. I'm available for ministering. If you are lost, sick, and suffering, please, come on, have a chat. Let me breathe some life back into your dry bones because it's there. It's there. The power of God is there. And Amen. and he, he I want to be an example and a humble servant to lead people back. Please, PM me. You'll know it's me because um, my profile pic is a picture of the sacred heart of Jesus that is aflame with the love for mankind, for the human, mm-hmm. for the souls mm-hmm. and the humans. Are and, you on Instagram and, also? I'm not, but I will be. Okay. Um, I'm about to I'm about to branch out, and, okay. and because yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna great. do it. I'm gonna let that God guide great. me. I see that you know you put me on LinkedIn. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that feels free to give, I'm I am available um, to share my story or you know whatever mm-hmm. to glorify the Lord. Um, that's my purpose, and and that's what I I feel most driven to do. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's a calling that that I was actually brought back to life after being oh, clinically yeah. Oh, yeah. dead on the floor for enough time for all the gray matter in my brain to have died off and for me <laughs> to not even be coherent. So we're like we're really happy. We're really happy that I've had I've got a little bit of brain cells left and I plan to use them to glorify the Lord. Amen. So Amen. again I am available and you'll know me by the Sacred Heart is my profile pic. And um you can private message me if you have if you want spiritual counsel. Not that I'm a perfect. I, like I said, I just I I just put it all out on the table. Um, I'm not a formal pastor or minister, but I know what I know, and I mm. know God is real, and I know God loves us, and I know that the souls within us are so precious and priceless Amen. to Him, and I know that the enemy is lurking like a thief in the night to make you feel as if you will never come to the realization that there is power mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus Christ and that Amen. all those naughty little beasts run. They scram. They run for it. If you mm-hmm. are in a position where you feel like you are under attack, all you need to do is say, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and they're gone. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. They're gone. Amen. Amen. Please go get help. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm begging the, the studio audience, you know, anybody that is sick and suffering and active in addiction, or if you're in, in, in early recovery and you're having those little, uh, I feel like I, I can't do this. I got to get out of here. I want yeah. to. Oh, prayer, prayer. Yes. There's power yes. in prayer. Most definitely. When you feel weak, you have to trust that there is mm-hmm. a higher power that when you are weak, will be strong for you. That's and, right. And, and we'll put that protection around you. Set a hedge Amen. of protection around you. And 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 the devil has use for idle hands if you're in early recovery. You mm-hmm. know, get out there, mm-hmm. do service work. Do, do something. That's do, right. Don't do sit on your hands, honey. Don't sit on your hands. Amen. Help somebody get else. Get you in trouble and I'll get you, you back gotta out there every time. You got to help somebody else. You know, help somebody else. It, it, that's that's the key right there. That's the key. It's when you it's when you stop. He didn't bring you out. Drugs. He didn't bring right. you out for you to sit on your hands. He brought you out to help others. Amen. It's true service work. Mm-hmm. Attitude of gratitude. You know, drug addicts have a very bad you know very bad. Um, well, I, I can speak for myself. When I was a drug addict, it was all about me. 
Oh, poor me. Everybody, nobody loved me. But I wasn't giving anybody a reason to love me. Mm-hmm. I was an yeah. absentee parent. I, you know, I, I miss my two beautiful, beautiful children growing up. My mother raised one. My sister raised the other. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't a mother to them. Um, and there's a lot of things that, 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 you know, I affect the lives of so many people that I love and cherish. But I was so under the devil. He had me chained down. Mm-hmm. Addiction, and I and so I couldn't provide now, anybody. Amen. And not only am I free, but I be an active part of both of my grown daughters' mm-hmm. lives, and each one of them has my grandson. So I have two grandchildren as well. And mm-hmm. I'm just I'm blessed all across. The, unbelievable. I I, mm-hmm. I I honestly I wake up and I'm I'm in awe. Amen. And I'm so, old. I'm getting ready to wrap up this show. And I'm Thank you, everybody, for listening. So, with my with the serenity prayer. Amen. And it goes, God grant me the serenity to accept, to accept the things, the I, things cannot change, I cannot change, the courage, courage to, change to change the things, the things I, can, I can, and the wisdom, and the to, wisdom know the to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace. Amen. Taking as he did the sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will. Amen. That I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with him forever and the next. Amen. 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 And I just want to oh, say thank Tanya. you so much. <laughs> Kathleen, for joining us on the Recovery Corner and sharing your powerful testimony with us this evening. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing it, you know, your story with us. Thank you so much. I can't just thank you enough for, for, for allowing me to share my experience, strength, and hope, and for allowing me to glorify the Lord. Um, what a beautiful experience. It's absolutely Amen. honor and privilege to thank you so much. And thank you for everything you're doing. And thank you for all your listeners out there that had the patience enough to get through that. Thank you, everyone, for listening to, you know, listening in on the Recovery Corner this evening. I hope everyone was blessed. And, you know, as you know, this show is recorded so people can go to the Literary Corner blog talk radio show and listen to the show even after the show is over. Or listen to it at any time. And I hope that people really tap in and listen to what I said because, you know, that was more than my mouth speaking. It was my soul speaking. And and I love, I love my brothers and sisters in the Lord. The Lord Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Without me, you are nothing. He means that. Amen. Connect. We are one. We are we are an entire unit family. Mm-hmm. I don't care what color, creed, race, religion. We are all children of God, and we should all be connected on a spiritual level and love each other. And just you know, get the negativity off the earth. Mm-hmm. We need to get the negative vibes off the earth, and we need to start mm-hmm. with self. It's, yes, it's starting with self. Michael Jackson said it all. Man <laughs> in the mirror. The man, man in the mirror. mirror. That's right. That's, That's right. The truth. You so know. I just want to so say thank, you, thank so you so much for much. you know sharing with us and your show will be welcome. in on the on our on demand episodes on the literary corner so people can listen to it at any time. 
That is a beautiful thing. And I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening and um, and joining us on the Recovery Corner. Thank you so much, Kathleen. You're welcome. And good night, thank everyone. You so much. And put good that night, music I'm about to dance. <laughs> All right. All right. I can go out with the music. Good night, everyone. Good night, Kathleen. Good night, Tanya. I've got a deeper love, a deeper love, a deeper love inside. And I call it pride, a deeper love.